Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I'm joined by representatives of ChinesePod, a Mandarin teaching company based in Taiwan. Today, I am joined by Alice and Aurelia from Chinese Pod, a company here that has offices in Taiwan. Why don't you guys introduce yourself and explain a little bit about what Chinese Pod is? So, my name is Aurelia. As Sheree said,、um, I've been living in Taiwan for about six months, and I help out with marketing at Chinese Pod. 我叫潘蓉蓉，我的英文名字是 Aurelia。Hi everyone. My name is Alice, and I'm currently a news host as well as a director and art director for our newest lesson series called Chinese Pod Today.、Uh, 大家好，我的名字是 Alice， 我是来自南非的华侨。So tell me, what does Chinese Pod do? So we have a collection of audio and video lessons that are accessible on our website, and our educational vision is. Built on the idea of free-form learning, so we don't follow the idea of a traditional syllabus where you learn one thing and then progress to the next. You have more personal freedom. So, if you're interested in learning about pets, you can watch a lesson about pets. If you're more interested in something like politics, you can watch a lesson about politics. That's one of the core principles of. Our educational style. Okay, so it's a company that teaches people how to speak Chinese. Yes, exactly. And what levels would you say can watch your videos and learn Chinese from you? Can someone with absolutely no Chinese background benefit from Chinese Pod? Yes, most definitely. So it caters to all levels, starting from newbie. And as I mentioned, my newest lesson series is catered to. Advanced level learners who want to have a better understanding of formal rhetoric and also to advance their vocabulary. And who comes up with the topics for the lessons? Sometimes we take user suggestions for lesson topics, and sometimes we just have internal brainstorming sessions, and we come up with things that we think people would like to learn. A lot of the people in the office, like myself, also did not grow up speaking Chinese, so. I would still consider myself a learner, so sometimes I also think, "What would I be interested in learning?" You know. Okay, and is this a free service that people can find on YouTube, or do people have to sign up for it? We do have a YouTube channel that is free, of course, and we also have a subscription option, and there are different subscription options which you can see on our website. So let's talk a little bit about your guys's Chinese background. So Alice,、yes. I heard you're from South Africa, yeah? Yes, that's correct. So how did you start learning Chinese? Do you have Taiwanese background? Um, yes, I do. So both my parents are Taiwanese. Um, and even though we grew up in an English-speaking country, going home we were obligated to speak the language,、um, although we didn't learn it formally. But it was very much part of our life at home. So, yeah. And then coming back to Taiwan every year, once a year,、um, just to also take some tuition from various different teachers. Okay. So was that your native tongue then? Did you speak it at home?、Um, yes. So I, I guess so. I have. Two different tongues, native、yeah. tongues, English and Chinese. So, what did you primarily speak at home? At home, only Chinese. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And how about you, Aurelia? I can guess you didn't grow up with Chinese parents. No,、um, both my parents speak English as their first language, and actually, neither of them speak Chinese. Although they have tried to learn, they could benefit from Chinese pod. My parents are from the UK. And I'm also from the UK, but I grew up in Singapore. So when I was at school. 
as well as Spanish and French, Chinese was an option to learn. And I think the initial reason why I started learning, it was more a decision by my parents because they felt like it would give me a lot of opportunity. And as I got older and I became a more advanced learner, I started to really develop a very strong passion for the language. I think it's a beautiful language. What was it like learning Chinese in Singapore and not having parents to go home to and speak Chinese to? I think Chinese is thought of as a very difficult language and a lot of people do give up quite early in the process so at times it can be discouraging but I think everybody that studies you form a strong community because you all know that it's hard and you're all working towards the same goals so I think especially in my Mandarin classes we all had quite a strong bond and we were all very encouraging of each other's progress. Alice what was it like having your native tongue be Chinese but growing up in a non-Chinese speaking country? I guess because I'm also very close with my parents and my grandparents, so it it was almost everyday life to me. So I didn't see it as someone trying to make me learn Chinese. It just I came home to a Chinese-speaking environment, whereas when I'm outside of the home, I spoke in English-speaking environment. I didn't really think about it. It didn't. It was very unconscious to me. Okay. Yeah. What are some new things that your company is offering this year? Um, as I said, so. For our advanced learners, we have created this news lesson series where we we pick out a piece of news from Monday to Friday, um, breaking news, current affairs, and just teach them vocabulary that can be expanded within a different context. Instead of learning like your intermediate vocabulary, you, you get really difficult words where they can yeah, speak in more of a formal manner. So is it an entire newscast in Chinese or is it half in Chinese, half in English? Is it just one story that's in Chinese or tell me how this layout is? So basically in the beginning, it's an introduction where I introduce the news in English, but I also incorporate one or two vocabulary words in Chinese. And then it goes very quickly to the keywords where we focus on certain keywords that we will later explain in the video how it's used and it's also broken down into each individual word and what it means individually and then it also goes on to a Chinese broadcast so it's broadcasted in Chinese but also has English subtitles. So how often do you do the news then? Monday to Friday. So it's every day? Yeah. Basically. In the morning or in the afternoon at night? Um, so we we write up the um, news pieces in the morning and then we publish before midnight on the YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. And that's free. That's free. So all the news stories are free? Currently, yes. Okay. Yes. So are there any new things that are in the woodwork for Chinese Pod? Any new things that you guys are developing or coming out with? I think the academic team wants to start filming more situational dialogues. So, for example, perhaps a scene shot in a hotel. And what that does is it kind of just brings the scene to life a little bit more and maybe helps it stick in your mind, I think. So we do currently have an ongoing project where we cater to people who want to know how to host Chinese customers or clients at hotels. So instead of just, you know, ni hao or or whatever, they'll be able to have conversations with their clients rather than just saying, oh, or um, you know, they can actually interact with their customers more rather than just um, sort of just having this awkward one dimensional conversation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do either of you have experience teaching? Yes, that's actually a common ground in Chinese pod. I can't say I know anyone that hasn't taught 
hasn't had a teaching background in our company. Um, most of us has, have been English or Chinese teachers before. So um, we all share uh, academic interest. So, yeah. So where do you think those skills of being an English or Chinese teacher, how do those transition into working at Chinese Pod? Do you use some of the same skills? or Definitely. I think it's very helpful to know how to teach and know how to be taught um, in this context because you're, you're more sensitive to language acquisition and you know what your learners want more than, um, say, if someone just comes in. I think it's, it's definitely a good skill set to have. Um, working in Chinese pod mm. or I like Aurelia has she she previously was a Chinese pod user right yeah yeah so also Aurelia coming in she also brings that different dynamic um, or perspective to the team where she can tell us you know when we brainstorm how how one is taught or how one prefers to be taught etc okay Tell me what advice would you give to anybody either learning Chinese right now or really wanting to start learning Chinese? My advice, if I can give some very specific advice, would be if you're trying to read, I know reading is a very difficult aspect of Chinese, but when you're learning to recognize characters, my advice would be write it 100%, write out the character. It will help you so much. And, you know, some people think, oh, but I don't need to write. I only need to read, really, as long as I can read the signs. But the action of writing it will force you to recall it. It will be very helpful for your learning. Yeah. What do you think the easiest and what do you think the hardest between reading, writing, and speaking? I think it depends on the person a lot. A lot of people find speaking quite easy, but I personally find it quite difficult. So I think it sort of depends on your learning style because people can be visual or auditory mm-hmm. learners. So one of the keys to really improving your Chinese is figuring out what works for you and figuring out what type of learner you are. And I would also say as another tip, Learn about topics that you're very interested in mm. and passionate about because you'll really care about the vocabulary and you'll, you know, you'll you'll just be so fascinated that it will come easily. Yeah. Wow. I think have a relationship with the language. I also write my diary in Chinese, which I find helpful because sometimes you don't get taught emotional ways to express yourself. And I find that writing my diary helps me find those emotional words. And tell me, what's the address for your Chinese pod YouTube? The main channel is just called Chinese Pod. And if you want to check out the news, it's called Chinese Pod Today hyphen TRAD for traditional and then CHAR for characters. So it's Chinese Pod Today, Trad Cha which is short for traditional characters. Okay, well, thank you guys for coming on. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Alice and Aurelia again for joining me this week. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.